Hi, welcome to. We are recording. Yes. yes. Welcome to Hebrew Club Club Hebrew. Very happy to have you guys here. This is our last session of the summer. Remember, um, we will start again after uh, September. After you know, when school starts, Labor Day, the week of the fourth. So that would be we start school on the fourth, right? Tuesday, fifth, sixth. So the first one will be September sixth. All right, so spread the word. That'll it'll be in the bulletin. I'll make sure it gets in the bulletin there. But we'll have a the daily announcement. Well, whatever. They'll X all this out. What we're talking about anyway. Um, all right, we are at chapter 16 of First Samuel, uh, verse 18. And so we'll get through this and start chapter 17. And if you will recall, um, things have turned bad for Saul, and we're going farther south. Um, as we ended last time. <clears throat> Remember, not only did the Spirit leave Saul and come to rest on David, but God also sent uh, an evil spirit to Saul, and it troubled him. And remember now, uh, uh, they were tr- his servants were trying to come up with a solution for this, and there was an idea that they had to get someone who could play music and bring it and suit him that way. And so that's where we are in the narrative, and we pick it up with verse 18, where it starts... Vayan echad me ha-ne'arim Vayomer hinei ra'iti bain le-yishai beit ha-lachami yodei nagein ve-gibor chayel ve-ish milchama u-nevon davar ve-ish to'ar vayawa imo Okay, this guy is exuberant in his praise. Okay, so one echad me ha-ne'arim of his, or of the Youths, namely one of the servants, Ya'an, answered. What's the root of Ya'an? From Anah. Good. It's a simple call. Uh, ba consecutive imperfect, third masculine singular. The He has dropped out as usual. So one from his uh, servants. I guess that's the best word. I'm not sure I like that word though. Answered by Yomer and said, Look, Ra'iti Bain, I have seen. Okay, but in this case, probably a better translation, I know about uh, uh, the son, a son, Le'yishai, belonging to Jesse. Okay, notice the Lamed is one of relationship, or I don't know if possession is the right way to say it, but a son of Jesse is how we would say it in English. Beit HaLachmi, Abeth Lamahite. Remember, you have that gentilic ending on Lachmi. Okay? And we've seen this before in description of Jesse. Yodea, call Parsifal, who knows how Nagain, P.L. infinitive construct from Nagan, who knows how to play music. Nagan. Okay? Now notice what he goes on to say. He doesn't just say this guy's a player. Ve Gibor Chayel, but a hero, a mighty guy, a Gibor, and notice it's in construct with Chayel, a hero of might so we would probably say a mighty hero or a heroic person Ve'ish milchama and a man of war we would say a warrior U nevon davar okay notice nevon can anyone tell me what root nevon is it's a common root think about it you'll get it good it's from being it means to understand remember and this is a nifal um, infinitive from being. So being means to understand, 
Uh, and in Nippal, it means similar to have understanding or to have insight or something like that. Um, so having understanding of a word, gabar, understanding of a word. Most translations say he kind of speaks well or speaks eloquently. Okay? He knows how to speak might be a good way to, to um, put it. Alright? Toar and a man of form, namely good looking. Toar is just a noun for form. Okay? And Yahweh is Imo. Yahweh is with him. Okay? So notice how uh, the servant is explaining David to Saul in an effort to get him to hire him on. Okay? Uh, any questions about syntax, grammar through verse 18? All right. Good. Verse 19. Malakim el Yeshai. So Saul sent Malakim messengers to Yeshai, to Jesse. Vayomer, and he said, Shilcha. Okay, what's Shilcha? What form is that? We saw it last week. It's an imperative. What's unusual about it? Call imperative. The lock the hay at the end. Remember, you have these hays on normally on on coordinates. Here you have it on imperative. It's not that uncommon. Okay, so send uh, Eli to me, David Binka, your son, Asher Batzon, who is with the sheep, who is with the flock, Batzon. Okay, Yishai. So Jesse took a chamor, a donkey, lechem, bread, venoad yain, and a sack of wine, ugedi izim, and a kid of goats, a young goat. What are they called? Young goats. Young goats. A gedi izim. Young goat. A kid. Echad. One kid. Okay. And he sent, and notice, as we've seen throughout this narrative, you understand the object, and he sent them by the hand of David, Beno, his son, El Shaul, to Saul. Okay? Questions about any of the, anything through 19? Pretty self-explanatory. Okay? David El Shaul. So David came to Saul. Again, from both, the verb is a, Second and perfect, as you all know. So David came to Saul, and he stood before him. Okay. Now notice that this stand doesn't, I don't think it really means literally kind of stood before him, but it means he served before him. See, obviously. He stood before him, namely he was, became one of his uh, retinue. Okay, left on eye. He waited on him. Waited on him. That's a good one. Yeah, he waited on him. Good. Vayehavehu uh, me'od. All right. And he loved him me'od. Notice the me'od is a substantive power of might, but uses an adverb here. Okay? And it modifies ahab. And he loved him greatly. All right. And he became to him... A no say, the carrier, a carrier of kalim, of vessels, literally. No say is the participle, uh, probably means his weapons. So he became for him a soldier, one who carried uh, arms for him. Okay, so notice that it indicates in very terse language the uh, status of David before Saul and the nature of his relationship. And notice how it kind of builds really quickly. He, he, 
waited on him, uh, Saul loved him dearly, and notice that this other indicates then a, uh, a uh, heightening of his duties. You know, or, uh, you know, he got this position of trust. I would imagine that that's what that means. Okay? Verse 22, By Yishlach Shaul, uh, Then Saul sent to Yishai, Lamor, saying, Yamod David lefanai. Please, notice the particle of politeness with Na, please let David stand before me. Okay? For he has found grace, favor, in my eyes. Alright? Verse 23. Now notice how the verbs change from Bob consecutive to Bob plus perfect here. Um... It's, it, notice that this commonly happens when the narrator wants to indicate habitual action. It's very common in narratives that this happens. So uh, you'll see that that's what's being referred to, a habitual situation. So in English we translate, and it would happen, and it would happen, biyot ruach Elohim el sha'ul. Biyot call infinitive construct from Hayah you see the bait in front of it you know it's temporal okay so it would, it would happen whenever the spirit of God was on Saul or came to Saul comma velakach David et hakinor David would take the kinor the uh, what is it the harp whatever the lyre then again, and he would play. Notice that that's the PL. We saw the infinitive concert before. And he would play it, Bayado, uh, with his hand. Okay? Now notice this word. Ve'ravach um, l'sha'ul. This is the word that occurs also, for example, in Genesis. When God smelled a sweet savor, Vayara, um, Riach. Nekoach, a sweet savor to the Lord. But here it means um, to give relief to, give space to. Alright? Um, so he would play in his hand and he would bring relief to Shaul. Alright? So we don't know what the nature of when the Spirit took hold of him, what his uh, manifestations of that were, but evidently David would soothe him. The Tovlo. And it was good or pleasing to him. Okay? Vesara me alavra And uh, the evil spirit would turn. What's the root of Sara? From Sur. And notice it's feminine because Ruach is feminine. Okay? And it would turn from him the spirit, the evil spirit. And notice you don't have the definite article before Ruach. Again, sometimes that happens. Uh, especially in a text like this. Alright, so you do have kind of, it's not kind of a standard form, but there are other examples of it happening. Alright, good. Any questions through this chapter? Okay, verse 17. Vayasfu palishtim et machanehem. So then, um, now notice, I want you to notice the uh, uh, binyan, the uh, conjugation of Asa, okay? The Philistines. Gathered. What what is that? Uh, what conjugation is from is asa? What do you think? It's actually just simple call. 
from asa. Simple call. Notice it takes the direct object. Okay? And the object is machanehem. Okay? So the Philistines, or then the Philistines, gathered their machanehem, their camps, from machaneh, their camps, la milchama, for the purpose of war, for war. Okay? Now notice this next one. Vayeasfu. What's the conjugation of this? It's a nipal form. Notice the giveaway is the comets under the olive, and the olive, of course, spits out the dagesh and makes the seire under the yud. So you have a nipal. Notice that the nipal is used in an intransitive sense. So in the first instance, it's they gathered, the Philistines gathered their camps. Okay? Here, it's a simple intransitive. And in English, we'd still use gather, see? We can either gather wood or gather for a meeting. And so that's how you translate it. And they gathered at, here's the place name, at um, Soko. They gathered at Soko. Okay, that's a place which was, uh, which belonged to, here's a llama of possession, which belonged to Judah. Okay, so they were in Judah. Okay, now he gets, he describes the place very precisely here because it's important for the narrative. Um, you can anticipate chapter 17 is a huge chapter. It's one of the most famous chapters. So I'm anxious to kind of get us into this historic Goliath, of course. So notice how the narrator is setting it up. All right, the Philistines gathered their camps for war. Uh, and now it gets more specific. They gathered at Soka, which belonged to Judah. So notice that they were already coming into Judah's territory. Okay? Vayakanu bain Shoko Uvein Azeka. And they encamp. What's the root of Vayakanu? Chana. Good. Simple call from Chana. We get the noun Machaneh. And so here it means encamp. And they encamp between, it gets more precise, between Soko. Notice the spelling with the, the full spelling of plain A. Again, we've seen that in this particular manuscript tradition. Sometimes you have it, sometimes you don't. Uh, they gathered between Soko and between Azeka. Right? And uh, actually, they have those places located. If you look on a map, they're kind of rather close together. Okay? Ephes uh, Damim. In Ephes Damim is another place name. So it must have been kind of an, an area name. All right? So notice he's very precise. All right. Uh, verse 2. The Shaul, the Ish Yisrael, Ne'esfu. Okay, now notice... He's kind of meme, is that something to do with blood? It does mean blood. And so it's here it's, you know, Ephes means nothing. Nothing of blood. But evidently it's a place name. And why it's named that, who knows? Yeah. Okay. Um, but Saul and the men of Israel, notice each used as a collective, and you would probably just say Saul and the Israelites, here's another nipal, gathered, intransitive, see, uh, gathered and they encamped the Emek Ha'ela in the valley of Ela, another place name alright and he'll explain where that is in just a second here okay Va-ya-ar-ku. this is the root Arak a simple call Vav consecutive it means to arrange or to put in order and it's very often uh, used with Milchama okay so they arranged for war or they formed a battle line. That's what that um, 
Ya'arku milchama means. Lik ra to call infinitive construct from kara to meet the Pelishtim, the Philistines. Okay? Now here is verse 3. Now the Pelish, the Philistines, Pelishtim, Omdim, were standing. Call Parsifal. El ha har mizet. We're standing on the mountain mizet. Uh, on the one side. Okay, Mizet, from this, literally. So the Philistines were standing on the mountain on this side, but Israel, Omdi, was standing on the mountain on the other side, on that side. Notice how Hebrew idiom goes, Mizet, Mizet, okay? Vehagai, uh, and the, you can guess what this word is, if you've never seen it, and the valley was Benahem, was between them. Okay, so notice that the uh, narrator has spent three verses locating the Philistines in relationship to Israel. You can get it. And it becomes obviously very important for what happens next. Okay, any questions about anything through verse 3? He's kind of setting the stage here. Okay, verse 4. Vayete ish ha mimacha not pelishtim. Okay, vayete is from Yatsa, of course. Now notice this next phrase. <coughs> Benaim is the dual form. For, uh, well, you know it from bein, from bain between. You know it really means the state. It's a substantive bain, the space in between. All right. Um, the root bana. Um, no, I'm sorry. Forget what I said there. Here, notice it's combined with ish. So it's literally the man of the space in between. Most translations translate it as the champion. See, the, the man of the benign, of the between places. Okay, and he's called that because he's the one that goes forward into the gap between the armies. And that's what he does. So, we'll just translate it as champion. So, uh, the champion came out from the camps. Notice that it's plural. Machanot. From the camps of the Pelishtim, of the Philistines. Galyat was his shemo, was his name. Migat, from Gath. Okay? Here we go now. And get out your vocab card. <laughs> Gavo Shesh Amot Vazaret. His height, this is from Gova, simple substantive means height. His height was Shesh Amot, six cubits, and a zaret, and a span. Okay, what's that mean? Remember, six cubits was usually measured from the elbow here, and the span was usually from here to here. So he's pretty precise. He doesn't just say about six cubits or anything like that. He says six cubits and a span. So, pretty big guy. Okay. And there was a kova, that's a helmet, of nechoshet, brass, on rosho, on his head. Okay. Uh, here's an int- another interesting description. That Sirion, put it on your vocab card, Sirion, armor, kaskasim, kaskasim. It's plural, and it means scales. Uh, the singular is kaskeset, kaskeset. And you'll see it used in Leviticus in a couple of texts when it talks about um, the Israelites can eat the uh, creatures of the sea that have fins and um, and scales. So here it's uh, an armor of scales 
Okay? And you can figure out that what that is. Uh, let me translate the whole thing. Uh, a helmet of brass was on his head, and an armor of scales he... And in an armor of scales, he was dressed. Lavush is a call passive particle. Okay, so the armor of scales, uh, he explains it further here, and the mishkal ha-siryon, and the weight of the armor was chameshet alafim shekalim nekosha, was 5,000 shekels of brass. And so evidently, what it means is he had the breastplate, you know, and the brass was probably, and it was layered metal the brass so it looked like scales and, you know we've all seen that in movies <laughs> I think they probably make it pretty good so evidently that's what it was not everybody must have had this stuff um, okay uh, and the mitzrach oh this is a weird word mitzchat nechoshet al raglav mitzchak is translated as greaves greaves of brass were on his feet so I don't know what greave is guys who are experts in uh Military attire. Evidently, that is the stuff that protected your feet and your and your shins. All right. So you, you notice that it makes it sound like he's covered with armor. All right. And a kidon nekoshet bein ketefav. And a kidon is another word for javelin. Okay. A javelin of brass was between his katef, his shoulder. So it was between his shoulders. In other words, it was slung over his shoulders. Okay. Okay. The chetz chanito, um, and the uh, let's see, the chetz. What is that? The weight. Oh, the weight of his chanito of his javelin. I'm sorry. The uh, length of his javelin was as the menor orgim. Menor is a beam. The beam of orgim. The beam of weavers. Okay. Okay, now you know the word as flame, but here it's the point of the spear because it looks like a flame, I suppose. And so it's the point of Khanito of his javelin was 600 shekels of barzel, of iron. Okay? Venose, and there was one carrying Hatzina. The uh, shield, Holek, walking Lefanaf before him. So notice again the narrator spends another four, five, six, seven verses just describing his armor. So from head to toe, he was um, decked out. And he even had the shield carrier, carrier in front of him. Okay? So this is what the guy looked like before he goes out between the armies. Alright, and notice the narrator does this because later on in the narrative, as we know already, but if you hadn't read it, you'd see it evidently, how David goes out. See? Okay? So, verse 8. Vayamod, and he stood. Vayikrael ma'arkot Yisrael. And he called out to the battle lines of Israel. Vayomer lahem. And he said to them, Lama tetsu la'arok nochamah. Why do you not, or I'm sorry, why do you come out, La'arok, uh, to draw yourselves up for battle, to uh, arrange yourselves for Milchama? Halo Anoki, am I not Ha-Pelishti? Look at this. Am I not the Philistine? I love this. Uh, and look what he says here. But you 
Abadim are servants Leshaul to Saul. <laughs> All right. Now the final verse. Baru Lakemish veYered Eli. This is a rare word, Bara. It sometimes means to eat bread, but here we get the word covenant. Berit comes from this, and so here it sometimes it must mean um, choose for yourselves or select among yourselves. See Lakem, a man, uh, or come to an agreement among yourselves about a man. Ve'yeraid, and let him come down to me, Eli. Okay, so notice the challenge. He stood out and said, you know, you guys belong to Saul. Choose someone, come out to me. Now here's here's the carrot. Im you call lehilachem iti. If he is able, from this is a simple call from Yakal, and just formed weird with that ooh. If he is able, lehilachem, to fight with me, Vehikani. What's the root of Vehikani? From Naka. The hip field from Naka. Famous word. But notice it's real short because that nun drops out and the hay drops out. Um, so, uh, if he comes out to fight against me and he smites me, Vehayinu, then we will be, from Haya, we will be to you um, La'avadim. We will be to you servants. We will become your servants. Ve'im, but if I who call lo, if I prevail against him, okay, ve'hikitiv, uh, and I strike him, same word, then he'yitem, uh, then you will be to us la'avadim, you will be our servants. Ba'avadim, and you will serve Otanu, us. Good. We'll stop there. Oh, we went five minutes over. Sorry about that. Um, anyone have any questions? All right. Very good. So now we're going to get into it because uh, it really gets interesting here. And notice how long chapter 17 is. It's one of the longer chapters uh, in the book. All right. So we'll take up at this point on September 6th and go from there. All right. Thanks for coming, you guys. Have a good day.